This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Oh, here we go, boys. that sound. This is a good one. So what kind of new controversy do you want to stir up? <laughs> oh, man. Let's make some people mad, Dale. Oh, let's do it. Well, I, I can play devil's advocate. Maybe I don't even agree with you. I don't know. Let's see and maybe that's a good thing, too, because I'm so black and white when it comes to things, you know, like... And, and I'll, I'll make my case, you know, vehemently. I, I should have been a defense attorney. What? Or a prosecutor. But let's talk... Or a prosecutor, yeah. <laughs> but the thing I wanted to make a stand against, and uh, maybe you need to be there to reel me back a little bit, is I've made up my mind, and I just fucking hate panel blinds and A-frames. I just... I just fucking do not see... <laughs> The benefit, and I certainly do not share the enthusiasm with using these horrible tools to hunt waterfowl with. I would say that is pretty uh, a black and white statement, lacking. Right, that's any somebody's got to somebody's got to be there. And I'm gonna t I'm gonna say too that I went into this, I went into this with an open heart. I bought two panel blinds. 
from Tangle Free, and I said, you know, I want to, I really want to try these things out and give them my full-throated, uh, you know, opinion. But uh, I, I just had to finally sell them last week and say, you know what, I hate them, and I'm gonna always just talk shit about them from now on. And I've been, since we decided to do this podcast, I've been trying to think of like positives for them too, and trying to reel myself back. But and maybe you can help me with that too. Uh, I think I have some positives. Now I have, admittedly, have limited experience with them. Meaning I used them last spring, uh, snow goose hunting, and pretty much only hunted out of them. So I have some. Okay. Pro, I have some pros and cons for them. But give give okay. your reasons. Well, how should we do this? Should we do like a bolt, like <laughs> bullet points? Like you say, here's here's something wrong with it, and then I can. Like, should we treat it like a court of law? (laughs) Well, here's another thing, too, I was thinking, too. Like, okay, I don't like panel blinds, but that's because I don't think they add a benefit to their alternative being a layout blind. A layout blind for each individual man that you have hunting on the day. Now, i just trying to reel myself back a little bit. A, A panel blind is going to be better than you going out there with nothing. (laughs) <laughs> okay there's one there's one there's one plus you naked in a field yes naked in a field you going go out a, there go with an like A-frame. if it was just like five of us standing out there with nothing i'd be like I, I could see it you know maybe we could use an a-frame here but <laughs> but what boggles my mind is we've had a better alternative the whole time and that's layout blinds which are a better alternative to a panel blind in virtually every single situation for virtually every single reason. Talk me back. Okay, well, um, <laughs> the, the most the most obvious one is um, uh, people that don't have mobility. So older hunters, maybe a wheelchair hunter that can't be in a layout blind, that seems to be like the most obvious case for a panel blind. Wheelchair, I'm going to give you that point. That's one cha-ching, one for Dale. <laughs> Wheelchair. All right. Already one zip. All right. Let's go. But I've hunted with a lot of guys in their 80s and 90s, and they can get out of bed in the morning, so I'm sure they can sit up to shoot a goose. Right. And the, the another thing, you touched on, some, on, a, on a topic that I think deserves a little bit of attention, and that's the comfort level that people say, well, it's so much more comfortable to sit upright than it is to lay down. And not when you're cramming into a panel blind, like a bunch of sardines, you're using either a bucket to sit on or some sort of chair, some 80 or $110 chair, you know, swivel chair, and it's lopsided. It's about to tip over at any fucking moment. And you're just like smashed up, like left and right, like just smushed in like an airplane row uh, with your buddies. Like that's just not more comfortable than having my own layout blind with my own pockets and my own behind the headrest to stuff my my blind bag and my, you know what I mean? Right. Well, there's definitely pros and cons. So it's way easier to share food in a lay- in a uh, panel blind. To share food? <laughs> you know, pass the snacks down. Pass the bag of beef jerky. 
you know, he's just what are right you there. even saying right now? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, are I'm you talking through... about is this is, is this a euphemism for have intercourse with your wow, hunting friends? That, that is like a that is a a massive jump. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's not. We're just we're just um, passing sausages around left and right. <laughs> it's so much easier in these gay panel blinds. Um, okay, you, I would say this. Like, there actually is, I don't know if it's more, but it's a different experience in a panel blind as far as, like, the camaraderie. Because you all are sitting right there, and you got the person left and right of you. And I get that it's kind of the same in a layout blind, yet not. Because there is still a, the barrier between, you know, the Yeah, like, the layout having blinds. that camaraderie of being super uncomfortably close to one another. I think I get what you're saying. Well, I mean, and then if, like accidentally tipping, if you're not, tipping, if you're not accident, comfortable, accidentally in your sexuality playing footsie, where if you're close, <laughs> sitting close to another man, that that makes you uncomfortable. I could get where like a panel when I, blind <laughs> might not be for you. Like when I'm in a panel blind and I reach down for my call, but I accidentally grab my <laughs> my hunting partner's left thigh. <laughs> I don't know about you, but you're really it is a different a kind good, of. You're really painting a good case for a panel blind, if you ask me. <laughs> You want to hunt next week? <laughs> I'll bring the blind. <laughs> oh, and I'm just, I'm saying that a panel blind it might still be a good option opposed to going with nothing. But like opposed to so I'm trying to think too of like different ways I can argue a panel blind being being better than a layout blind. And one thing I guess I could see is if you're hunting in wet conditions, you might have less equipment that's going to be requiring maintenance after that hunt like it might be easier to dry and service a couple of panel blinds compared to a half a dozen or more lay individual layout blinds maybe well i have a couple pros and cons weather related to panel blinds so All right, let's hear as far as like the seating is concerned if you have like thawing conditions like you face in the spring. This probably isn't too much of an issue in the fall unless you, you're hunting in the rain or something. But let's say you do have, like, chairs in there instead of a bucket. And they're, you know, the three-legged portable kind stools or whatever. I've experienced that. As the ground thaws out, you're going to have one leg that sinks in a little bit more. You're constantly dicking around adjusting that. That is definitely a con. Big time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But also, like, wet layout blinds are not no, good and fun under any circumstances. Right. So and maybe, like, yeah, dude, so hunting, in, hunting in mud and hunting in wet is going to suck no matter what we fuck, what products we use, right? Right, and I was going to give it kind of a pro in that if there is, if it is wet, you know, most everybody always has rubber boots. So that part's good. Your, your ass is up off the ground at least. You know, you, yes. you know, yes. it's easier to get up and stretch out and look around and sit back down. That's, you know, instead of like having to stand all the way up. Um, Compared to a layout blind? Yeah. Like if you have, I don't know, man. I like, around. I like how a layout blind, I open the doors, I can walk out the back, I can walk out the front and there I am. I'm not like, hey, you three guys, how about we shuffle out of this blind in unison and I'll tip two of your guns over. <laughs> well, I mean, you gotta go in and out like it's a fucking airport. Yeah, but you row. can you can stand up right where you're at, though. 
You don't have to walk. Yeah, around. put your dick in somebody's face. Uh, again, I another I another pro pros here. <laughs> another pro for Dale. <laughs> oh, that's not a bigger flute. My bad. Okay, here's uh, another thing I was thinking of too. Um, after years of like hunting with mixed groups of people, one thing I did was I just bought like six or eight of the exact same layout blinds. And like, if I was a hunt that I was involved in, I'd say, I'll bring the blinds just so everybody could have the exact same layout blind. You're not trying to mix and match between, you know, a ground force and a finisher and a final approach, you know, pro lander and a SUB and a tangle free, you know, like when you do that sort of a mixed layout blind situation, I do think that hurts the hiding continuity if that makes sense like when everybody just has when somebody is responsible for the blinds like me i can very easily show up with six of the same exact blinds set them all up super easily skirt them gilliam natural material them and we're done we got a nice grass patch but when you start doing mixed groups with people and you start mixing all different styles of layout blinds the hide can kind of go to fuck pretty quick yeah, I get that. That That's definitely, um, you know, you have the consistency of a panel blind, pretty easy. All, all sides are the same. And that is a problem when everybody brings a different brand style of layout blind. And like I said, you usually have some people go out set decoys, a couple guys brushing blinds or set up blinds. I'm like, how the hell does this damn thing go together? And, and that's why like, I ended up kind of getting like all the same layout blinds. Like, yo, we could just use all of these. Everybody, mm-hmm. they're all very, they're all clean and they're all you know, comfortable. Yeah, that's it's nice when everything's the same, whatever they are. At least you get used to setting them up and tearing them down, and you know. What and here's back. another problem I think that happened with layout blinds, not to the blinds themselves, but to the marketing of them, and that is they kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller and less comfortable as they did it. So when we first started out, we had the final approach eliminator blind. The thing was like a damn studio apartment. You could put a couple <laughs> dogs in there and yeah. a heater if you wanted to. Yeah, I They were a, massive, right? I had a Gander Mountain uh, guide series one that was just like, I mean, the thing was huge. It's like suede right. back, it had a cup holder in it, I think. You know, I mean, it was like... It was super comfortable, but it was massive. And this was in the time of where X-Landers were becoming, like, the thing. Because they're the right. lowest profile blind on the market. And the guy yep. I was hunting with had, like, dude, that was his thing. He was, like, so anal about it. And he low literally pro. Would, yeah, not, be low he pro. would not let me use that guide series. That like, thing's so big? Yeah. The thing sticks out. You cast a big. It just sticks out. It's gonna cast a shadow. Yeah. Like what exactly. kind of what kind of marketing, <laughs> fucking trickery did Fred Zink play onto <laughs> this fucking industry when he got people to go from a fucking, uh, finisher blind down to goddamn power hunters? And once we all bought the power hunters, he's like, guess what? Boom, a frame. <laughs> <laughs> the entire opposite. Even now that you... everybody now that everybody is insanely uncomfortable in these trashy sleeping bags we've been marketing, how about this? Boom. You should be uncomfortable sitting on a bucket that's almost tipping over. Well, I think it's great marketing. I should hire him to uh you Dude. Know, for for the for I the think podcast. It's, <laughs> Fred Zink 
has it, is the best waterfall marketer of all time. Against any evidence whatsoever, he convinced an entire generation of honker hunters they need movement in a spread and made the worst fucking stake and cone system known to man, <laughs> which you still see people using. It's about the GHGs, those ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That cone and like that motion cone and the L stake that's people are still using for hundreds of decoys. When I think the motion helps. Fucking those, prove, prove I, it. I hate You're sacrificing. those things. Just because it takes <laughs> so right. long to set up. But yeah, let's, let's oh, God, keep the yeah. controversy to one. To yeah, one let's issue. let's st- let's stick it. Let's stick to the, let's stick to me hating a frames. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the gun falling over thing can definitely be a problem, and and it can definitely be fixed. It can. They usually come with. Um, I think the Lucky Duck ones are the ones. Lucky that Duck we does. Use. They, Lucky they come Duck, with yep. two, two gun v things holders thingy majiggers whatever you call them. if somebody wants to bring a dog into a panel blind situation <laughs> fuck that <laughs> <laughs> everybody's guns tipping over yeah the dog has to stay outside that's just that he needs to sit right on the side of the there's no cost thing. savings with panel blinds like they're very expensive and not only are the panel blinds themselves expensive but each person needs those swivel chairs are anywhere from 90 to 140 dollars each so add that into a per person seating situation to a panel blind you're not saving any money there you have to you for sure have to leave them stubbled a panel blind otherwise it's going to be way too much labor to clean those off after every hunt so you're going to be sitting in a just a, a panel blind full of mold more likely than not you'll be sitting in mold or a moldy, dusty environment. I ha- yeah, and I haven't used them multiple seasons, so I don't know much. But I think we stripped ours off, so we'll just have to. But well, you again, should like season to season. But I mean, from September 10th to September sure. 20th, you can get mold. I didn't really have an issue, at least in the month that I was hunting snows. I didn't notice any musty, moldy thing, with at least within one month. That's a layout blind, or that's a layout blind problem too. Like I, yeah, it's a pet it peeve of mine when guys they don't take the grass off, and then you're sitting in there like just cool, gonna breathe this mold all day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that a fucking ten empty Mountain Dew bottles and a bunch can't, of chew fucking spitters in the bottom? That. Yeah, yeah, guilty. Uh, I'm guilty, but yeah, that's, I have that's done not, it. I don't do it anymore because I learned my lesson. That's not a panel blind exclusive <laughs> issue. So you're right. To you're right. That from the record. Strike it from the record. I'm all fired up about this. <laughs> I will say. And here's another thing too. Like, they don't they don't offer better concealment than layout blinds because layout blinds are gonna have your concealment issues. But at least it's just whittled down to like a grapefruit size face hole. You know, for each person, they just got like a basketball sized hole that we all have to worry about. You know, like make sure your faces are covered up guys put a face mask on pull the mesh in front of you talking about layout blinds mm-hmm. but when you got an a-frame situation it's just like all right we got this 22 inch wide gap running down the middle where all of us are wriggling about it's worse right. so they're... it's worse than layouts it's better than being naked <laughs> they need <laughs> they need you do need to make some uh, adjustments to it like you throw some sort of overhead cover that's and we started doing that which makes it sure. even more uncomfortable the, and shitty to shoot out of and the temptation to well it's like an above ground pit if you think about it you know a pit is 
kind of the same. You got to move your top over before you can shoot or whatever. Um, but it does it does make it way more tempting to for people's heads to be on a swivel to watching birds, you know. Oh, yeah, I was hunting out of a bunch of A-frames one time, and this guy came walking from the back of the spread. He goes, it looks like there's a bunch of hay bale set up here with, like, ten pumpkins on top of it. Pumpkins being people's <laughs> uncovered faces. Yeah, right. And I was like, I'm sure it does. And if you get on top of it, I'm sure it looks like a ten human beings wriggling around inside of, <laughs> like, 30 feet of open hay bale. Right. Now, I have, like, if you, especially for, like, hawkers, if you get them in coming in, you know, low across the field, they're great. But th- so, I mean, I don't know if they'd be any better than a layout blind at that, <laughs> at that point. But um, I've said that too, like hunting out of A frames, like when like the o- top obviously is not like covered. I'm like, well, good thing honk, good thing honkers are a ground a ground species. They won't have any aerial perspective on this horrible hide that we have. Mm-hmm. And mm. we had decent. I mean, we had pretty good hunts <laughs> out of it last spring for snows, and the, they definitely aren't ground flyers. Um, no, but, but like you're I talking said, about we, hunting, killing migrators. Yeah, but we did put stuff over the top because you just, I, you're I can't saying speak you made an else, effort, but you feel naked. Like when you get inside one, you're like, uh, I can see the sky way too good. Like this seems, I feel exposed, even though you're in a blind. So yeah, but you're exposed. Well, we that's why we covered it up. We put a we put stuff over the top, and it. And I, at first, I thought that that would just be a learning curve too, like where, well. You know, when people first started using layout lines, they didn't even use stubble on the things. At the very mm-hmm. first ones, weren't even sold with stubble straps. They were just mossy oak shadow grass, like good to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> and I you know, mean... I figured there would just be like a learning curve with how you would stubble in panel blinds and a frames. Like, all right. We're going to go through a moment where it's like the final approach eliminator without stubble straps. And we're all going to figure out like, oh, okay, it has some shortcomings. We're going to fix that. And that process just, it hasn't evolved yet. I do like them. So here's a pro. If you have a field that you hunt regularly, like I are, you know, I hunt pretty much the same field in the spring um, in South Dakota, that it's set it and forget it you know sometimes you got to touch it up here and there but otherwise that that then it does come in handy i don't have to keep going back out there and you know setting layout blinds up every time and and i did write that down as um a pro in my pro category when we were talking about doing this podcast i wrote um like a solidly built a-frame like a dakota x what is it the dakota x blind I think Redneck Blinds has a really good one, and the Alps, the Alps Outdoors, they have a really good one too. Are good for semi-permanent spots and not good, not as good for like mobile hiding solutions. But if you have a spot that's gonna be, per, like semi-permanent or permanent, like an A-frame, I think would be a really good thing to set there. Like, okay, we're gonna be hunting this for the next three weeks on and off. Right. Let's let's put some A-frames down and some nice A-frames, not like. Tangle-free panel blinds would be a little rough because they'd blow over, you know, but maybe like a little bit more solid frame, A-frame, like uh, one of those Dakotas or Alps. Yeah, they're good for and blocking wind until the wind gets 45, and then they have a tendency to become a kite. They fly away? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I came down last spring after a good storm, and it was, yeah, I had to go get it. I uh, I was hunting in Saskatchewan once, and we set up a Dakota X-blind, 
And over lunch, I went back to the hotel and I woke up and I looked out my window. I was on the ground level and the grass was like sideways with wind. Like out of the hotel window, I was like, if that X blind is anywhere <laughs> in the same fucking 10 mile radius as we set it up this morning, I will be shocked. And it actually was sitting exactly where we set it. And I was literally shocked. I was like, wow, that I cannot believe that blind didn't fly away like a fucking tornado. Yeah, it worked really good. Um, like where we had it, man, it brushed in great. Cause it had a nice little backdrop or kind of down in a ditch area until all the snow started to melt and we had a river. Then we had to pick it up and move it back up on, ah. the, up on the grass <laughs> a little bit. We're like, um, <laughs> anybody else notice stuff? floating <laughs> like uh <laughs> we should probably make a move boy we made the decision at right at the, right at the right time it was about 15 20 minutes later that was like an actual like flowing river rapidly all right well melting snow. i kind of i kind of got that out of my system now should we talk about happy stuff <laughs> we haven't even begun to cover uh, panel blinds no i think we covered it pretty good um, I think I said my piece, and uh, now everybody's going to, every time I show up for a hunt, people are like, oh, we got panel blinds. Nick J ain't going to like that. No, okay, one more thing. One more thing. One more thing. One more thing. I have a closing thing, too. So you say I yours. have a closing thing, too. Okay. Okay, my closing thing is flags and panel blinds do not fucking mix. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I think you would say flags and anything don't mix. Yeah, don't flag when you goose hunt. But if you got to, especially don't do it out of a panel blind. The only time it's not the only time it's not going to hurt you if you're just standing out there with nothing because you're already standing out there and whatever. Um, okay, and what's and I what's your closer then? So I would say going off of your own um, analogy of being the shoe that in a in a field with little to no cover, bean field, pea field, something like that, a panel blind is just a bigger shoe. Oh, and I, I agree with that 100%. And in fact, if we talk about a panel blind, let's just say in the middle of a bean field, like your example. Mm -hmm. say, say we got six of us and we're doing two panel blinds versus six layout blinds. Let's just assume they are both perfectly camouflaged as a nice grassy patch. Mm -hmm. That panel blind is barely bigger than the layout blinds. The layout blinds are still like thigh height. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like right. when you back up and you look at the grass, it's like up to your thighs, up to your lower balls region. Like I'm five, seven. That's about how tall my, like my grassiness is. The panel blind is only up to your nipples. Right. You know? So, I mean, it's like not, it's not, it's, it's a 20 inch difference between panel blinds and layout blinds. So people are like, oh, the, I don't, I do not buy into the argument Layout blinds are so much shorter, so much lower profile, which we talked about earlier. Like, lower profile is not a thing when you're a shoe. Right. And it doesn't make a fucking difference when we're talking about 18 or 20 inches to a bird that's 500 yards away, then yeah, 300 yards away. We're really cutting hairs there. You know, let's just assume it's just all looks like a grass patch. We're talking about a 30 inch grass patch versus a 44 inch grass patch. And basically can, right and i can see it being like a chasing the trends kind of thing so if in a heavily hunted stale burn pattern if if the majority of people are running layout blinds and birds kind of get accustomed to what that looks like i think throwing a panel blind in the mix 
could help. Well, I think a panel blind and a layout blind, if you're doing like what I do, essentially grass hides in every scenario, um, they are identical. It should be an identical way to hide, right? Because I'm just talking about a grass patch that's a smidge taller, just, yeah. a, sm just a smidge taller. I mean, barely even noticeable when we're talking about an airborne bird with a brain the size of a raisin 300 yards away type of taller. You know what I mean? And if you're doing and if you're brushing in your layout blinds correctly, it's one smooth, not smooth, but, you know, consistent surface from end to end. Right. Instead right. of instead of lump, valley, lump, valley, lump, valley, lump, valley, right. which, you know, right. that's and that but, comes down with brushing it in. Right. So they should hide equally. In theory, they should they should be as effective as the other one in theory. The reason I think the layout blinds win the debate is because of ease of access in and out comfort level, because I don't find those A-frames to be very comfortable. Ease of shooting. Layout blinds are better. You open the doors. You don't have shit in your way. Um, just uh, all the different reasons that I've that I listed throughout this podcast and people just are not camouflaging the A-frame blinds to be as effective as the layout blinds are. Like, all things being equal, well, they're not because there's that big gaping hole that people neglect constantly. So one thing that I do think people should do when it comes to the layout blinds is make sure you're buying a large, comfortable layout blind. I use tangle-free um, uh, flight series blinds. But get a full frame blind that's comfortable. Keep it clean. Um, make sure there's room for your stuff in there. And make sure your whole hunting crew is using that same kind of blind. I, 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 I don't think you can go wrong with those Tangle Free Flight Series. They are just the shit. But I've, I've hunted out of a few other ones. Uh, another one I saw, uh, kind of a spendier option, was I just got to check out one of those... Um, uh, Ira McCauley, his layout, uh, Mo Marsh, one of those Mo, mm. like, uh, that have like stilts on them. Yeah. Super nice. They're <laughs> very expensive, but super, super nice. Yeah, those would be good in a flooded field kind of situation. Even just for a dry field, man, like them things were just comfy and well built. That's what you're looking for. A That's the big... one kind of like a zero gravity hammock kind of a thing going on inside of them. I don't think they do. I think it's more like a cot on stilts that's okay. got a uh, that's got a layout blind frame around them. But those were really nice, and of course you can use them in that like marshy grass if you do hunt in scenarios like that, which I don't. I just sat in that thing and I was like, damn, this thing's actually very, very nice and well built. But that's what you're looking for, like when you're shopping for layout blinds. Don't be shopping for low profile and all that shit because you know you're going to be doing edge hides. You know you're going to be doing grass hides. And you know you're not going to be hiding in spots that you need low profile. Like if there's a shovel in your like future for... If you're thinking about shoveling in a layout blind, I ain't hunting with you. <laughs> <laughs> like we need to either run traffic. You know what I mean? Like hiding... There's an art form to hiding, and th yeah. there's what you should do, and there's what you shouldn't do. For sure. So I guess... And you can take naps way better than a layout blind. I'll definitely give it the nod to that. Boom! We never even touched on that, although I'm not much of a nap taker. Depending on how, how drunk I get when I hunt. Well, when you're doing an all-day <laughs> snow goose thing, and that spring that spring sun is beating down in, it gets to be like 60, 65 degrees. Oh, man. I, I, what are, I sometimes what, have the best sleep ever in a... <laughs> Spring. That is a nice, and then you hear that that lone snow bombing yep. in midday. 
What are some of the more comfortable layup lines that you've hunted out of? I like, uh, there used to be a, the, the Hunter Specialty Hitman, which was very, very comfortable. Dakota bought that, um, they bought that design when uh, Hunter Specialties was no more. So they got that. We're talking the Tangle Free Flight Series. What are some that you've tried? Yeah, I have another one. The one I have right now is kind of the, it's, it's almost like that Guide Series one that I have, but it's now it's a, a Cabela's Northern Flight, but it's the same thing. It's got like suede or faux suede leather padded back rest on it. It's like for big and tall. The thing is you could put two people in it if you wanted to, but it's super roomy. That's actually a really nice uh, feature that mm-hmm. they have on those things. Yeah, it's pretty somebody nice. S- somebody sells like an actual like little comfort pad for layout lines. Uh, that kind of makes it like that Cabela's Northern Flight one. Those things are super nice, too. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, as far as you wouldn't want to pack it in somewhere, you know, it's pretty. I mean, it only goes so small. It's pretty has such a wide base. You know, it's like that thing catches wind and good God. <laughs> like a few times I've had to pack that thing out into a wind and it sucks. It's like walking uphill across the flat surface. Yeah, but, I think there's a little bit of like. There's a little bit of a screw up too when people are like, well, I need to pack in my layout blind. No, you don't. You should pack in a ghillie suit. You know, like yeah, if you're doing, if you're, do, if you're doing a walk-in situation, you need to be talking about carts or talking about silhouettes and a silhouette and, you know, wearing a ghillie suit. I mean, you put 20 shells in your pocket, wear a ghillie suit, put one bag of silhouettes over your back. That's a walk-in situation, you know. That's not a layout. Layout blinds aren't for walking in. Not everybody has a motorized rickshaw. Well, that's not with a rickshaw. I'm just saying, <laughs> wear a ghillie suit, put a bag of silhouettes on your back, right. gun, 20 shells in your pocket, you know, probably uh, some spaghetti, a protein shake, some, some nuts, a couple scrambled eggs and cheese in your other pockets. <laughs> tots. I like to eat. I like to eat when some I po- Some pocket tots. Uh, all right, so what? I think we beat that mule. What were your positive, happy thoughts you wanted to share? I don't know. I was just thinking about going hunting. Uh, oh. I got Thursday and Friday off of work this week. Uh, Wednesday is our last day of the season here in Minnesota. I don't even think I'm going to hunt. I, I haven't been hunting in Minnesota. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to make it out either. I'm gonna. I got to work Wednesday till 3 p.m. So I mean, I could. I was thinking about squeezing an hour of vacation and going somewhere. Who the fuck knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe like King Island in Anoka, or uh, or not doing that, which is <laughs> you know, like which is also a good option. But I, I'm thinking. I got Thursday, Friday off of work. I was thinking about doing a trip somewhere. I have no idea where. What do you got going on for work? Uh, I, I'm doing it all week. So there's Thursday and Friday. There's that, yeah. Oh, okay. So shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You come up with a good idea. Let me know. I could. I might be talked into a. Take it. So I was looking at. I was looking at Spirit Lake, Iowa. I've never hunted in that area before. But one thing I was noticing is that there was a lot of. Uh, public land around spirit lake like a lot of waterfall production areas Mm. a lot of state land and it seemed like to me that a guy could get a direction on which way birds are milling around and maybe set up on some ice like on some public ice which that could be fun i was just looking on onyx and i seen that there's a bunch of public land around spirit lake and it's not that far of a drive and the roads are kind of fucked right now 
Yeah, and another yeah. another thing I was thinking snow. about. Another thing I was thinking about doing is just driving to uh, one thing I actually have always wanted to do and never have is go really fucking deep into the Nebraska sandhills. Hmm. And just, uh, I mean, there's not even very many roads in the depths of those sandhills. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, just see what's out there. It'd be a fun drive if it wasn't, if nothing else. But I really have no plans, but I'm, I think I'll do something little mini trip wise this weekend. Maybe have a story to tell for next week's Waterfall Wednesday. Fun. Yeah, that could be fun. Oh, I thought this was a good, uh, this was a good one. It was a good one. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I, I like them. I I, th- I would put it in. Uh, it's another tool. I don't think it replaces anything. I think there's a time and place for an A-frame. Oh, I definitely think it's a worse tool. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a tool that does a j- the same job but more poorly than a tool we've already had for twenty years. <laughs> Uh, send all hate mail too (laughs) i get plenty of it don't worry (laughs) you can find nick johnson on snapchat uh and johnson 2367 add me i respond to every comment i get that's so funny (laughs) so it's gonna be panel blinds and yeah you're gonna get trolled hard and people are gonna be in panel blinds with flags just like fuck be... Nick John, and they'll send me their piles of twelve geese. Right, the congrats, Nick J, the Nick J setup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, these don't work. Call me crazy. I just like to set out DSDs, sound like geese, and not be seen. <laughs> we, <laughs> my we're, my we're tactics are crazy, weirdo. <laughs> uh, I do need uh, next year. The goal is to get a bunch of that the ghillie blankets and stuff like that. I really do like that for covering up multiple layout lines. That Dude, is, you know what I'm gonna? That is the cat's what, ass. It is. It is the cat's ass, and I'm gonna take that another step further. Something I seen a guy doing when I was down in Arizona was he actually had a bunch of raffia grass. You know how people dye raffia grass and then sell it as like boat blind material mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for exorbitantly stupid, expensive prices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's absolutely fucking ridiculous what people charge for raffia grass. But God damn it, I'm going to buy some because one thing I've always done is if I find get my hands on some real good, good grass, like some real, real good, good. Like Jamaica s- good. Ooh, you know, you know what I'm saying with the red hairs. <laughs> I will save good grass as and, I'll, you know, I'll use my ghillie material to set up around my layouts and then I take that grass out and I'll use it on multiple hunts if it's like really good stuff. Well, shit, that rough, that's that. Those people who are charging crazy prices for that raffia grass, they're doing good work. They really, I think it's like blindgrass.com. I think even like Go Devil or Mud Buddy might be selling some grass or something. But that's another thing I might do for next year is I always use the gillies and I use the military netting to skirt my layouts. I use the gillies for in between the doors and stuff. But I think I'm going to just get my hands on some bulk raffia grass, even if I got to pay out the ass for it. And uh, use that mostly in my in my blind setup to even like reduce the amount of natural grass I get by even more. Right. It looks fantastic. Like, yeah, yeah the, they're the charging they're charging stupid fucking prices for that stuff. But at least it's a quality material or a quality product that they're putting out. Yeah, putting the the camo netting in between layup lines is that's money too. It just flattens it out. You get that 
that peak valley thing we talked about earlier just like eliminates that it's awesome right oh yeah and then i was watching uh who was it? The guy's name was Chris, and he was putting this on top of our pit lids in Arizona. And I was like, you know what? He just had a big, like, you know, big giant decoy bag full of it, like a like a mesh bag full of this raffia grass. I'm like, where did you get that? That looks really good. I know it costs a stupid price, but I'm thinking I'm going to do that for next year. Hmm. Well, I mean, so, what's the stupid price? I mean, we're, how, how much are six dozen DSDs? It's kind of a stupid yeah, price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not six dozen DSD cost. And I know I can just go and like fire up the trimmer and chop down a ditch or just go pick it out by hand. Well, I'm going to do that anyway. I just feel like I'm going to do it less now. Sure. I'm just, you want to reduce the amount of labor that's necessary, right? There's going to be some labor that's necessary, but mm-hmm. if we can just get that down to like half or a third of what it was and get the same results i'll bag up that raffia after every hunt what would zinc do that's (laughs) what we need to ask ourselves (laughs) zinc would sell a way to hunt for 10 years completely reverse himself (laughs) get even more popular and then sell to fucking plano synergy for 118 million (laughs) dollars genius let's do that (laughs) i actually have no idea what zinc (laughs) <laughs> sold to Plano Synergy 4. Don't quote me on that. And I'm not talking shit about Zinc at all. He's a fucking genius. No, I'm not either. I'm just like, this is amazing. Like, What made me think of that is that you want to follow people, and you could swap that out with whatever hobby, but man, do they like to spend money. And if you can give them a new thing that they think they need to have to be more successful, they are going to get it. I do think that's part of it, too. Like, A-frames are just the new thing that people have in... Mm-hmm. I love new toys as much as anybody loves new toys. And you just see this enthusiasm for using this new toy out there that it's like, I I think this new toy works worse than the old toy, and people just won't hear it. I think Trina's trying to to bring back the giant goose chairs. I saw him hunting out of one of those like a week or so ago. (laughs) You mean that that chair with a goose shell on top of it that Scott Trinan invented last week? (laughs) Yes. Nobody's ever... Nobody's ever heard of that. That's going to be the next big thing. Because it's not oh, so much, dude. It's not like a new thing. You bring back old things like, oh, I don't know, silhouette decoys. Suddenly everybody's right. got to have them. Things have been out for 50 fucking dude, years. <laughs> think about Sitka gear. Sitka gear is Gore-Tex that was invented in 1969. That was 52 fucking years ago with a different color. Right. It's, it's, it's Gore-Tex in a new color. With a new marketing director. And he did a hell of a job. He did a fucking great job. I love my Sitka gear. I love my 52-year-old technology that's keeping me dry while I hunt. <laughs> so it's, I not, that... it's not new. Think about Boss Ammunition, man. Boss Ammunition is Bismuth. Bismuth was the very first non-toxic um, ammunition, like, uh, that was alloy that was approved for waterfowl use after the lead band. It was approved in 1996. That's 25 years ago. Uh, just wait. The very, be... very first one. And it's not even the best, but it is the best when it comes to, like, price per shell. Like, what are your? what's your next option? Tungsten polymer for $3.80 a round? Like, that's not feasible. But they just, they repackaged Bismuth. Bismuth already came and went. It was a fad back when I first got into hunting. And here we are again. And here we are again because they got <laughs> so a new, they ready. got it. 
save your dollars because you're going to be buying Molt Gear Goose Chairs at the game fair this summer. Probably. Everybody be like, dude, I got 17 Goose Chairs for everybody this year. Like, great. Fuck brushing and blinds. I got it. We just dude, you know what I on- and hunt, man. You know what I honestly do though that I look for and like at like garage sales or anywhere I can really find them is just old, weird, random waterfowl hunting books. You know, like the hardcover, like mm-hmm. Barnes and Noble, like How to Hunt Ducks and Geese. Yeah, yeah. Published in like 1978, sold for like forty two dollars hardback <laughs> at Barnes and Noble. That's where the fucking snowblind came from, dude. I had like three people send me a message today that um. All the uh, all the um, uh, dive bomb guys, they're all hunting out of a giant foam snow blind today. Wow. And they're like, dude, they stole your idea. I'm like, the white that's box. not, that's not the white box. All the dive bomb guys are hunting out of a white box today. And I got a bunch of screenshots sending it to me like, dude, they stole your idea. I was like, that's that came from a 1993 <laughs> wild fowl magazine. I didn't even think of it. Somebody on Instagram sent me a message that said, hey, you should try using a white box. Have you ever done this? Like, this, these, this is just shit that's out there. The next, the next 10 big waterfowl ideas that are going to hit the marketplace got published 50 or more years ago. I'm telling you, I still need to make, like, <laughs> I don't know, out of paper mache or 3D printed or whatever, but I need to make a layout line that when set up, it looks exactly like a black Angus laying on the ground. You would never, <laughs> ever have to brush a blind in again. Well, somebody did make, like, actual cow blinds. I saw something kind of like the one I saw someone sent, sent me. They're like, hey, somebody already did that. It looks stupid. It's like, it's not at all what I'm thinking. Like, I'm legitimately thinking, like, when it's set up the way it should be set up, it looks like the shell decoy version of a cow. Like, it just, like, literally looks to the point that you probably wouldn't want to use it in a cow pasture because you might get bred. <laughs> that's what i want <laughs> not I to like get bread but but i want the blind to look realistic it'd be a pain all right dude well let's let's thank our fake sponsors oh man we got a bunch of them uh i think of a bunch of them this week we got um the goose chair the goose chair by yeah whoever makes that uh the new, um, the the tangle- new bulk gear goose chair we're gonna be we're gonna get ahead of that one <laughs> tangle free panel blinds <laughs> thank you tangle free panel, panel blinds. blinds yeah uh what your else? shit is trash by the flight series layouts <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned dive bomb so i guess they're a sponsor this week um, yeah why not well uh well boss ammo we talked about them again boss ammo is a real real sponsor for about another 14 rounds <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you want to maintain that sponsorship <laughs> send shells and, too uh, oh I also got a lot of com- I, I got when I say a lot I mean one I got one <laughs> comment about how uh, <laughs> the audio is a lot better now oh well that's good so your dad liked it my dad really liked he's like yeah it's a lot easier for me to hear with my hearing aids on and stuff you sound a lot clearer <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've, I've had a legit compliment that I will say. I don't know if I've told you this. So I had a, a guy come up to me, and he told me, he's like, he used to hunt way back in the day. He kind of got out of it, big into fishing, but he's getting, uh, he started getting more back into it. And he listened to our Waterfall Wednesday, and he was like, damn you, for now I'm like obsessed with it, and it's his favorite Waterfall podcast. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. So... 
dude, you got to change a diaper or something? What's going on back there? It sounds like World War Three. It sounds like a, it sounds like the future that I'm going to abandon. <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about that, do you? No, no, I'm pretty sure I'm scared of that. So uh, an additional sponsor is uh, the Mayo Clinic for uh, snipping your things. <laughs> yeah. St. <laughs> Louis Park Cryo Labs. Put your jizz in a bottle instead of a woman. <laughs> oh, that, uh, and on that, let's end it. Yeah, dude, have a good night. All right, we'll talk to you.